In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to our morning celebration of Mass. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of Mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of Mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the second book of the Kings. In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came with his whole army to attack Jerusalem. He pitched camp in front of the city and threw up earthworks round it. The city lay under siege till the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. In the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, when famine was raging in the city and there was no food for the populace, a breach was made in the city wall At once the king made his escape under cover of dark with all the fighting men by way of the gate between the two walls which is near the king's garden. The Chaldeans had surrounded the city and he made his way towards the Arabah. The Chaldean troops pursued the king and caught up with him in the plains of Jericho where all his troops deserted him. The Chaldeans captured the king and took him to the king of Babylon at Ribla, who passed sentence on him. He had the sons of Zedekiah slaughtered before his eyes, then put out Zedekiah's eyes and loading him with chains carried him off to Babylon. In the fifth month On the seventh day of the month, it was the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the guard, an officer of the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem. He burned down the temple, the royal palace and all the houses in Jerusalem. The Chaldean troops who accompanied the commander of the ground demolished the walls surrounding Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar, commander of the guard, deported the remainder of the population left behind in the city. The deserters who had gone over to the king of Babylon and the rest of the common people. The commander of the guard left some of the humbler country people as vineyard workers 
and ploughmen. The word of the Lord. O let my tongue cleave to my mouth, if I remember you not. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat and wept, remembering Zion. On the poplars that grew there, we hung up our harps. For it was there that they asked us our captors for songs, our oppressors for joy. Sing to us, they said, one of Zion's songs. Oh, how could we sing the song of the Lord on alien soil? If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Oh, let my tongue cleave to my mouth, if I remember you not, if I praise you not, Jerusalem, above all my joys. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had come down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. A leper now came up and bowed low in front of him. Sir, he said, if you want to, you can cure me. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said, of course I want to, be cured. And his leprosy was cured at once. Then Jesus said to him, Mind you do not tell anyone. Go and show yourself to the priest and make the offering prescribed by Moses as evidence for them. The Gospel of the Lord. If you were mass yesterday, you've heard of the invasion of uh, Israel itself and uh, the carrying off into captivity uh, many of the people of Israel including the king of the day and what the king of Babylon Nebuchadnezzar does is he imposes uh, another king on this uh, state of Israel uh, and uh, it's kind of like a vassal state then uh, but whatever happens then uh, the king of Babylon decides uh, a number of years later to invade Jerusalem again, invade Israel again, and uh, to uh, destroy Jerusalem and to destroy the temple. And what we hear then is that the king that he's put in the, the place uh, of the other king uh, escapes uh, in the destruction, uh, but then eventually is, is captured uh, and uh, his sons are put to death in front of him and he also has his eyes taken out uh, which is a customary thing uh, in those times uh, for a king or someone of that status to be deposed to, to have their eyes taken out um, it's kind of a very brutal thing but then what follows of course is, is the commander of the guard uh, destroys Jerusalem itself and destroys all of the temple and takes away the remainder of the people who were left behind in the, the first destruction away into captivity uh, and leaves just a, a small uh, group of people to tend the land. As I mentioned to you yesterday, if you could imagine 
a big hole that's burnt in the Bible. Uh, this event itself uh, is one of the key events uh, that dictate all that Bible history. Uh, and of course people reflected profoundly on it. What did it mean? Uh, had God abandoned them in their life? Uh, had he cut them off? Uh, this people that he had chosen? Uh, how could they worship the Lord themselves now that they didn't have a land any longer? They didn't have a temple, they didn't have a king, they didn't have priests to uh, conduct the, the worship itself. Uh, how was it possible to to uh, to have faith now? Uh, had God abandoned them? And of course, I suppose, uh, as we reflect in our own lives, uh, we reflect, reflect also on maybe those are mo moments in which uh, terrible things have happened to us in our own life and we, and we wonder where God himself is in, in the events itself um, and of course it's a, a puzzle for us what does God mean uh, by these events uh, what can we take from them uh, what must our actions now be and what we find then in, in, in the, the Bible itself is instead of losing hope uh, the people themselves ha have a deeper hope uh, and God speaks to them about a new time and a, a new thing that he will be doing in the sending of, a, of the Messiah uh, and of course there's a new hope then that enters into the hearts uh, of the people of Israel. Today uh, that passage uh, from St Matthew's Gospel about the curing of the leper is a very uh, profound uh, passage in St Matthew's Gospel. Jesus cures a number of people, people that don't have any sight or people that don't hear or people that can't walk, uh, uh, people that are tortured uh, by illnesses of the mind, um, all sorts of illnesses. And when you read those different passages, it's, it's, it's a multitude of people. But today uh, we hear of, of, of one of the, the scariest, if you like, of illnesses in, in the ancient world, which is, of course, leprosy with... Um, a terrible progression of the illness which was very fearful uh, for the people uh, and very often these people were excluded uh, put on the edge of villages or towns or, or forced to live in the wilderness but it's very interesting what Jesus himself does when he meets the leper uh, instead of uh, keeping the person at a distance uh, and there was all sorts of prescriptions according to the law and how you were to conduct yourself with a leper to put your hand over your mouth and uh, and so on uh, to keep them at a distance Jesus does none of those things uh, he comes close to the leper talks to the leper and then as you heard in the passage touches uh, the leper uh, and of course sends the leper away uh, clean again and for us who Generally, we're never perhaps afraid of illness or, or certainly contracting anything. Uh, this passage itself probably uh, is very resonant for ourselves because we also are, are very aware of, of, of masks and, and not uh, being contaminated, of keeping people at not just a social distance but a, a safe distance as well. 
but Jesus does none of those things, uh, which would be legitimate cautionary things, things uh, uh, that you could justify as, as, a, as a good precaution not to, not to catch the disease. And why, why does he do that? Uh, to show his, his love for this person who's on the margin, uh, this person who is sick and broken, talks to him, touches him, wishes uh, to cure him. And in this particular instant, we have, we have something, don't we, of the love of, of Jesus himself uh, for these sick people who come to him. In our own minds and hearts, uh, during these days, uh, we're thinking about many people who have contracted this virus itself, uh, a very uh, serious illness and a potentially uh, life-threatening illness as well. Um, and they're very much in our, our thoughts and prayers. And sometimes when we, we can't go close to them, uh, we try and draw close to them in our own prayers and in our own desire for their well-being and, and health as well. Uh, our desire in our life of prayer is that they that they are cured, that they are healed, uh, that they are strengthened to, to carry uh, the illness itself and to, to come out the other end uh, well again. So today, that passage uh, from St Matthew's Gospel reminds us that the sick are always important to us in our own life. We don't forget them, they're always in our prayers and they're always in our thoughts. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, the sacrifice of reconciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its actions we may make an offering of a heart pleasing to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. His death we celebrate in love, his resurrection we confess with a living faith, and his coming glory we await with unwavering hope. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, Heaven and the earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it 
and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the, by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who will live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And we ask Mary's special help for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. <laughs>